You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 27 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by Tom Hiscott, the author of the Western League Bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. How about yourself? I know you've had a, a pretty free and enjoyable weekend. I'm too old for this. <laughs> I've been on a stag do. Indeed. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not in a. I'm not in a happy place. <laughs> it would be fair to say. <laughs> I am. Um, I went to watch. I went to watch some football, which um, would be in keeping with the the Tool Station Western League podcast, yeah. if it was indeed Tool Station Western League football. But I went back to my roots, and uh, with a with a load of old friends of mine, we went to watch Portsmouth play away at, at your beloved Plymouth Argyle, Tom. Mike Green. Very much so. Well, that, that's a that's a ground that would be nice when it's finished. Indeed, yeah. I've been working on it for many a year now, and I think they're finally on the final, the, the fourth, the fourth uh, end or fourth side of the ground finally. So yeah, it'd be, uh, be, be nice and uh, yeah, big enough for some championship football if they haven't reached that level. I think. Well, there you, there you go. That's the voice of optimism. My God, what an experience it was to go and watch professional football after all of those years. I mean, we, we meet some people who like to have a moan at, at most of our Western League matches, but I've never been surrounded by such a bunch of... Oh, my God, from the first whistle. they Some of them were calling for the manager to be sacked. They were all having a go at the players. I mean, I, I thought it was, I thought the football was quite good, but then again, I could have been at Devizes watching them lose 5-0 to Canesham, which Very I think we'll, we'll probably be talking about that later in the podcast. So, for me, it was, uh, you know, I was, I, was, um, I was treated to a veritable feast. It was like the Champions League. Um, but uh, there we go. Now, on a serious note, though, I do think that perhaps um, I think I think it's given me the idea to 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 do. Um, I don't know if when you were at school, Tom, you ever did the old um, foreign exchange trip where you have to go and stay with a family in France or something. Yeah, but we had. I remember I definitely did the part of having somebody over. I'm not sure I ever got the opportunity to go over there, but it was part of the trip. So probably not much of an exchange, really, is it? If I not really. Didn't, didn't really do it. No. No, it was. Sort of, I suppose it was an early Brexit, wasn't it? Really, yeah. it was sort of a bit of a one-way street. But um, no, I, I just think that I mean, it was a very interesting um, to go and watch a professional match after all these years. I um, it's not something I'm overly keen on repeating, certainly on a regular basis or indeed any time soon. I'm more than happy with the Tool Station Western League and my my my, my occasional flirtations with the Southern League. Um, but um, just goes to show just how much you appreciate the. Um, and the friendly atmosphere and the opportunity to sort of stand by the side of the pitch and have a pint, which is, um, uh, which is yes, a million miles away from the uh, from the tribalistic um, Ferrari of the uh, of the professional ranks. But indeed, actually, the quality of the football on offer, you know, was pretty good. I was I was pretty entertained, which you'd expect from people who are actually paid to pay for a living, as opposed to our our chaps who um, who do it for the love of the game. And don't we all? Anyway. Very much with that in mind, um, that we kick off this episode of the Toolstation Western League podcast. We've got a couple of manager interviews um, for you. We've got Tony Beecham from Cribs coming up, and also in the uh, in the first division, uh, we've got the Wincanton manager Chris Wise. They had a very good win at the weekend. I'll have a chat with Chris about that um, in the second half of the podcast. But we start. We, we're going to go straight into Saturday the ninth. Of February, there were quite a few. Um, well, there was three matches in the in midweek. Um, no away goals whatsoever. Cheddar returned to winning form, beating Warminster one 0 Parkway put five past Cabri Heath 
uh, and Willem put two past Shepton Mallet on uh, Wednesday, the sixth of February. But we'll uh, we'll we'll really kick things off in earnest um, with Plymouth Parkway's trip to high flying Bradford Town. This was a game we called out, I think, on last week's um, podcast, Tom. And um, uh, well, uh, it looked it, it looks like it lived up to expectations. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to see one of the games we did call out actually beat the weather. Um, so yeah, ten games in all, and this was yeah probably one of the best. One of the better ones that did take place on Saturday. And um, partway taking taking advantage of many uh, of the other uh, promotion hopefuls uh, this season in the, in the Premier Division having their matches uh, postponed. And they gained three points, a big 2 1 win uh, away at Bradford Town. It was a late kickoff, just to know. Uh, I think their coach broke down on the way there. So, uh, yeah, fair play to Bradford for allowing for them to, to kick that off. I think it was about half an hour late. Uh, and it was Bradford who probably should have gone ahead. Uh, they had a penalty in the first half. Uh, Will Hailston, usually pretty reliable from the spot, but unfortunately on this occasion he was uh, he was uh, thwarted by Kyle Moore uh, in the partway goal to keep it keep it goalless, uh, and then the away side actually went ahead. Obviously uh, uh, it was Jordan in here, obviously can I say he scored four four the other day, and uh, yeah back on the goals on Saturday afternoon uh, managed to put them ahead, and then it was another Jordan Jordan Trot uh, giving them their second goal on the hour mark. Uh, Bradford did get a goal uh, back just uh, midway through the second half, uh, Lee Davidson, uh, but yeah, unable to, to complete the comeback, and uh, it was a, a 2-1 win, and really impressive one for Parkway, who showed no signs of uh, letting up. Well, another 2-1 scoreline was um, Bridport against Cribs. Uh, the visitors uh, were Cribs, and um, they came away with all three points. Yeah, rare away victory. Uh, this Cribs, I think, is their first in the league since uh, late October, so uh, yeah. Long overdue for them, uh, and it was goals at either end of the match. So uh, Jordan Loverbond really early, uh, and then with the, go- the game still one 0 uh, Sol Wandel Smith uh, scored. Uh, in the, yeah, I think it was about five minutes left to make it two uh, nil. Bridport did get a, a, an injury time consolation through Sam Clark, but it was yeah Cribs who uh, claimed the uh, yeah the away victory. Uh, it's been a while since we spoke to Cribs manager Tony Beecham, and I thought that were uh, that. Uh, I don't want to use the term historic away win, but certainly long overdue and was a good opportunity to pick up the phone and have a chat with Tony. And I started off by asking him about the away match at Bridport and the fact that Bridport is not an easy place to go. fair to describe your form as late as patchy? Yes, very patchy, very inconsistent. That's been the story of our season, really. Um, but we have uh, 12 home games left for the rest of the season. Uh, cutting away one in there, so we'll be looking to push on, mate. Ah, well, you've stolen my thunder because that was going to be one of the that was going to be one of my one of the questions <laughs> I asked you later in the interview. But um, uh, let's go back to the beginning of the year because you 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 had a good run in this year's Vars, didn't you? You came up against um, Showling. What did you make of them? To be quite honest, I, I, I thought they'd be a bit better than what they were. Um, I went into the game a little bit of a patchy run and um, I bit of an early lead. Um, which knocked us for six, to be quite honest. But um, soon you find our feet. We uh, we give them a good game in the second half. We, we missed basically packed with their with their half and took the equaliser. And unfortunately, they broke away in the ninety-second minute and got the, the second goal. So a bit of a gut really. I mean, they're still in the competition, aren't they? And um, I mean, if if they were, if if uh, the stars align and they do come up against our very own Willand later on, how do you think Willand will will, will fare against them? 
Talking about Willen now. I mean, what do you what do you make for the race in uh, for promotion in this year's um, Premier Division season? Do you do you see it as a three horse race? Let's talk about you. You're in 13th, um, but with a couple of games in hand over most of the teams around you. So, I mean, would it be... Um, I would go as far as to say that this feels like a bit of a false league position. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I said, yeah, I believe that. Um, our aim was to finish in the top ten at the start. Um, we've stuck by that. Uh, with the games we got in hand, especially with the 12 games we got at home, I'll be looking for us to get in that top ten. I mean, I notice in the league table you've lost 10 games this season, which is the same number of Clevedon, who are in sixth. So it just goes to show, doesn't it, that um, actually, you know, a good finish to the season. And, you know, you could still be you could still be there or thereabouts. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, there's a, there's a lot of good sides and there's no easy games in this league. Everyone beats everyone. Um, you've got to be guard at all times. But I believe with uh, home, we can try and pick up some points and push into that right direction. Now, um, there are no easy games, and uh, you've got two examples coming up because you've got Bradford, haven't you, I think, up next, uh, and then follow, following that with Shepton Mallet, who are a, a, another very, very good Premier Division side. So, um, I mean, you're, you're gonna, your boys are going to have to be at, at the races, aren't they, over these next couple of fixtures? Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, my side always, always raise their game against better sides. When I say better sides, the, the top, top seven, six or seven teams, and uh, we'll be looking forward to Bradford and looking forward to Shepton. Now, you did mention right at the beginning of this interview about the number of home games you've got. I think if we look at only the Western League matches, I say only, um, I think there are 11 of them. Some of the managers I've spoken to over the years have sort of said that, you know, at this level of football, home and away advantage isn't so much of an issue. But, I mean, do you th- are you feeling sort of quite bullish that actually it could it could really give you a, a platform on which to, to finish this season strongly? Yeah, I believe so. Um, we're, we're a footprint side. I like to think we put more a footprint side. like to get a ball down and play. Um, we've gone to certain places this year where we couldn't do that and we've come unstuck. Um, so I believe with those home games we can, we can play the football we want to play and actually cause a few problems for a few teams. I mean, just out of interest, how, how have the fixture gods managed to contrive a situation where you have got so many home games coming up at the end of the season? Well, I, I, I don't think we've had a game come off at home. Um, I think it's just because of the Vars run and we've got our away games in pretty early. We've done a lot of travelling, as you can imagine, with all the home games we've got left. So it, it's felt quite nicely for us, really. And my thanks to Tony for his time. Now we move on to um, Clevedon Town against Chipping Sodbury Town. A very healthy crowd of uh, 101 uh, were there, but um, they would have gone home disappointed, Tom. Yeah, indeed. I think this was yeah, a slightly surprising result, especially quite how many goals uh, the Sods did manage to get. A 4-0 victory uh, away at Clevedon. I thought Clevedon were probably one of the, the better sides on their, on their home ground, but unfortunately on Saturday afternoon uh, that wasn't to be. And uh, yeah, two goals down inside 15 minutes, uh, Luke Berman and then Harvey Barker, uh, giving Chimney Sobri an early two-goal advantage. Baker then scoring his second just before the hour mark to pretty much put the, put the game to bed. And then it was George Box 
you know, one of the one of the sods, uh, yeah, leading scorers this season. He wrapped things up in the closing stages, and uh, yeah, Cleveland unable to, yeah, unable to really fire a shot. A four 0 win for the Chipping Sopri away there. Now we move on to Odd Down, and the visitors were Shortwood. We're still waiting for that first victory and for Shortwood, but I do get the impression, Tom, that it's not going to be that long in coming. Oh, I don't know. It feels like they they might be uh, yeah up against it. Uh, Two 0 up uh, midway through the second half in this one, and they were able were unable to to hold on and gain that three points. Uh, the goal was at half time, uh, but then that chap who uh, yeah I'm going to struggle to say his name again, unfortunately. Rizzi's Kalnin, he scored again. see the green shoots of recovery there though for short week. So. I, I think it's so. it's only a matter of time. Uh, and Maybe f- feel a little bit cursed, but hopefully that will yeah, hopefully they'll they'll find that win. Well they're getting I mean they are without question they're getting closer to it, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, there's no absolutely. there's no doubt about that. And um, finally, Roman Glass and George, they entertained Wellington. Indeed, and uh, another away win. Uh, so uh, yeah, many away wins in the in the Premier Division and this was another one. Uh, Wellington I think it's pretty Pretty comfortable afternoon for them, up to 11th now, uh, following this win. Uh, 19th minute, it was, uh, yeah, uh, they went ahead. Glenn Wright reacting quickest uh, to fire over rebound. And then Joe Chamberlain, who was the man who saw his shot uh, stopped earlier in the match uh, for uh, the Wrights opener, was then managed, managed to beat the keeper to make it 2-0. Uh, Ryan Radford um, managed to, to get a goal pretty late on from the penalty spot to, to give Roman Glass a little... Little, little, uh, little bit of hope, but uh, uh, yeah, Wellington managed to close it out. Connor Bryant was scoring the two goal leads uh, in stoppage time, and uh, yeah, ran out three one winners. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get out of the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. Now, moving on to the first division, four games beating the weather here in the first division. That was much more weather-affected schedule. We start our coverage uh, by going to Carn Town. Of course, Carn have been flying high, but uh, they came somewhat unstuck at the hands of Wells City. They did, and yeah, a very, very rare home defeat for Carn. I think it's their first, first in the league since mid-August. So, uh, yeah, fortress Bremhill view. Um, not on Saturday afternoon, though. But, yeah, well, running out 3-1 winners there. Uh, Khan could have gone up to third with a, with a win here as well. Uh, but it was, yeah, as I say, well, despite having a red card as well, uh, managed to run out winners. Uh, James Bisgrove, Craig Herod and Ben Warren on the score sheet for, for them. Uh, there was an equaliser earlier in the match for Stuart Windsor, but it was uh, Wells who, yeah, really, really have had a, a brilliant uh, start to 2019. And that continues uh, away at Khan on Saturday afternoon. A really impressive 3-1 win. Uh, now, Corsham Town, um, they've been in good form, and that good form continues against Bishop's Lydiard. Yeah, indeed, and I hope nobody, nobody left early in this one. Uh, 0-0 after 81 minutes, uh, and it finished 2-1 to Corsham, so plenty of, 
Tony had a late drama uh, down there. Uh, ben Wickens was very much at the centre of uh, much of the action. I think he provided uh, both assists uh, for the caution goal. Uh, Josh Bright curling home the first and then uh, substitute Adam Shipman uh, adding a second. Uh, yeah, as I say, both, both, both provided uh, by, by uh, Wickens. Uh, and then Ryan Brereton did manage to, to get one back in the 89th minute for Bolivia, so they did push on and then try and get back into the game, but it was too little too late, and it was the yeah, caution who hung on for their 2-1 win. And our next match is the match that I would have been at had I not been watching Portsmouth drawing away at Plymouth Argyle. It was Devizes Town. They were at home to Canesham Town, and I was um, I was spared. I was I was spared, wasn't I, Tom? Yeah, I mean, it was a little, little bit one-sided uh, uh, in Canesham's favour. A 5-0 win for them, so, uh, yeah, back to within a point um, of, uh, of Cheddar. And uh, it was Matt Brown. He obviously had a very prolific season last year. Uh, he managed to, to put the visitors ahead inside half an hour, uh, but Devizes did have a chance to, to get back on level terms, uh, seeing a penalty saved um, yeah, just at the end of the first half, um, but that was pretty much as good as it got for them, unfortunately. Kenshin uh, pushing on in the second half, Brown scoring a second, and then Tom Knight pretty much putting the into bed uh, on the hour mark. Uh, a red card then to Devizes as well, so it all went, all went a bit um, yeah, wrong for them, and uh, yeah, Kenshin pushing on a couple of more late goals. Uh, Craig Wilson, and then there was also a late home goal as well. So a five-nil win for Kenshin away at And finally, in the first division, Wincanton Town—they were at home to Oldland Abertonians. Yeah, really, really good win for the, uh, this uh, for Wincanton. Five-one uh, home to to Oldland, and it was pretty much Jamie Irwin's day. Uh, he took to score a hat trick in the first half, um, where most of the uh, the action happened. Uh, six minutes in, and uh, yeah, he does the scoring for Wincanton. Uh, but Oldham managed to, to get back on level terms in the 29th minute for Josh Williams. Uh, but then the next five or so minutes, um, yeah, shot into life when Canton. Uh, Owen scoring twice uh, after Dan Wise had uh, restored their lead. So uh, a full one half time lead, um, pretty much thanks to, to Owen's treble. Uh, and then it was Brett Cottrell uh, wrapping things up on the hour mark. He scored when Canton's fifth. And uh, yeah, that's their first victory of 2019, I think. So uh, yeah, and up into the top half. So uh, a pretty good afternoon for them. That wasn't a statistic that Chris Wise, the Wincanton manager, um, really felt did them justice. But in fairness, there's only been a couple of uh, games in uh, in 20 2019 so far. But the impressive home victory was enough um, to prompt me to pick up the phone and have a chat with Chris. Well, I, I started off by reflecting with him on that impressive 5-1 scoreline. Yeah, over the moon. Um, it's, it's been coming. Um, I feel like as a squad, we're gelling. Uh, more and more each week um, and we, to be honest we didn't play any better than we have in a, in a lot of games uh, we just took our chances and what was even more pleasing we took our chances early so we went into the the, uh, the half time break 4-1 up already which I don't think we've done at all this season that was the, the main difference from Saturday Now that was your first win of 2019 wasn't it? How have you viewed your uh, your form so far? Yeah so that, that sounds horrendous but in reality it's only only the four games of which we drew two, um, and one of the defeats was to Cheddar, the league leaders. Um, we've lost, and we've only lost two out of the last twelve games. So before the Cheddar game, we were we were in really good form. Um, had obviously quite a big unbeaten run, but our problem this season has been drawing games. I saw a stat on Twitter the other day, which um, I think of every Step Six team in the whole country, we've drawn more games than any of them. 
um, which before Saturday we'd drawn 10 out of 25 games, which is unbelievable, really. I've never heard of a team drawing that many. Um, but for me, with such a new squad and uh, new people gelling together, I think it's a positive because it shows that we're we're not far away at all. Um, and I can only think of the one game, really, which was Chippenham Park at home, where we equalised late on to get a draw. In all the other nine of those uh, drawn games, we've always come away thinking we probably should have won that. So it shows that we're not far away at all, and um, it's only really small margins at the minute, the difference between a point or three points. Well, I mean, it won't surprise you that I, I did want to ask you about the, uh, the, the the drawn games. And I mean, in fairness, that's a, that's a pretty comprehensive answer. Actually, what I was really interested in getting to the bottom of is exactly what you've just said about the fact that in, um, in only one of those games, um, you'd managed to um, to sort of grab that last minute um, uh, equaliser. But um, I mean, there are two ways of looking at draws, aren't there, really? I mean, it does add to the frustration if you are putting yourself in a position where you can take all three points only to be pegged back. Yeah, of course, and obviously there's different ways of looking at it. Obviously, out of those ten games, if we'd if we won half and lost half, we'd have five more points than we do now, and we'd be in a we'd be in a healthier position. But the reality is, obviously, it feels better, and it feels it's better for the squad to not be losing games. Yeah. Um, and like I said, with such a new squad and, and people gelling, I think that was the first real tick box that we needed to achieve. I think historically. We've been a little bit weak um, and a little bit easy to beat, and that's that's gone now. And um, yeah, admittedly, we've drawn more than we'd like, and we, we've picked up too many draws, and would have much rather turned them into three points. But for me, it's a, it's a positive. Yeah, it, it's too many that you can't get away from that. But for me, it's a positive, and shows that we're really, really not far away at all. Well, despite all of those draws, you still find yourself in in right in the uh, right in mid table. Given what we've been discussing, is that a fair reflection of, of, of where the term where the team deserve to be? Possibly, yeah. I mean, they say the table doesn't lie. I mean, we've we've lost eight games this year out of the twenty six, which which isn't isn't a huge amount, really. I mean, Chard in third place have only lost two less. They've lost six. It is the draws that have killed the season um, so far. But obviously, we've still got twelve games remaining. We've obviously won Saturday, so hopefully now we can start converting those points into three points and we'll start pushing up the table again um, and finish the season as strong as we possibly can. Um, your next game at the weekend is an important one for that, isn't it? Because you're away at Warminster and uh, that they could go above you if they win. Yeah, yeah I think they're, they're two points behind with a um, slightly worse goal difference. So it's a, it's a really big game um, from that perspective. Obviously, we can put a bit of a gap between us um, and start uh, heading towards the likes of Longwell Green, Welton and Caution, who are above us. So we're, we're looking at those teams above us now and looking to try and pick them off and get closer towards them. I mean, do you think that it's a case in the first division of, of leagues within the league? Uh, you find yourself locked in with that group uh, in mid-table. Um, obviously, there are sides that have struggled um, this season, the likes of Portishead and Bristol Telephones. Uh, and then we've got the runaway leaders, um, Cheddar and Canesham, of course, Canesham, who are, who are 10 points ahead of Chard. We, one of the things we love to talk about on the podcast is the fact that anybody on their day can beat anybody in the first division. But it does feel that actually there are groupings um, in, the, uh, in the league. Um, it, the table would suggest that. I mean, I, I still go along with the old adage that anyone can beat anyone. I mean, Wells beat Cheddar 3-0. No one saw that coming. They then drew the next game against Bishop's Lydiard as well. So it, 
anybody can get a result. Um, we drew at Chard earlier in the season, um, which at, at the time of, it was early in the season, we were probably unlucky not to get all three points. And you look at where they are now in the league, obviously third, you'd look at it as, as a good point. Um, on our day, we're capable of beating any team in the league. I genuinely believe that. And I think most teams are. Um, there are always, obviously, the top teams in the league. And, yeah, Cheddar and Canesham certainly look like they're going to be the, the standout too. But, obviously, it's at times like this, you wish we had a, a playoff system, really. So, um, the rest of us almost had something to fight for in, in the, uh, the latter part of the season to aim for a playoff spot. But, yeah, fortunately, that seems a, a way off at the minute. I mean, if that was to work, would you would you see that going from, say, second down to fifth? The fifth at the moment is Ashton and Backwell. They're on 47 points, which I suppose is certainly closer uh, for you to catch than um, uh, than Canesham's 59. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think realistically we're not going to be catching Canesham. But, yeah, certainly the, you, you, the team's below that. It's not unachievable. Yeah, it's going to take a massive run from us and a bit of luck in terms of results going our favour. But we're... we're we're looking up, we're aiming high and um, looking to fin- finish this season as strongly as possible already with with one eye on building for, for next season. And with Cheddar and Canesham still to play, you could have a say in where the title goes. Yep, um, a couple of years ago we, uh, we, we did that. Um, I know... Um, I think, I think it was Wells uh, a couple of years ago when, when they went up. Uh, we, had, we had a say in it on the last day and it, it influenced, the, uh, influenced the way the title went. And I know with, with Cheddar and Kenshin both to play, it's going to be two very, very tough games. Cheddar's away uh, two weeks Tuesday, um, which we know is going to be a really, really tough game. But we'll go there with confidence, thinking that we can get a result. Um, and the same when we welcome Kenshin to, to Moor Lane as well. Uh, when we played them away... We did really well in that game. Um, it was a narrow defeat, um, but really, in, in, we should have probably got something out of that. So again, on our day, we are capable of matching any team in this division, and we'll, we'll go into both those games as confident as we would any other. Now, regular listeners to the podcast will know that I can't talk about Wincanton without making a reference to your famous race course. Obviously, the weather we've had recently has put a bit of a dampener on quite a lot of the fixtures in the league. Um, but um, um, Wincanton race course will have had their own problems with equine flu. I don't suppose you've um, you've been the beneficiary of any of any disgruntled race goers who've been looking for an afternoon's entertainment and they've come along to uh, watch Wincanton Town instead of spending their money down the tote. Uh, not yet, unfortunately. Uh, they're all welcome. As uh, yeah, we do need to uh, we need to improve the gates, as every club in the league does. Um, but we, we're well supported. Um, we have we always have a half decent crowd on a uh, on a Saturday, and it's a, it's the same regular people that come and watch us and enjoy supporting the team. And that was no different. The Saturday just gone. We were, it was only thanks to the work of the volunteers, and, and indeed, actually, some of the some of the players were down there in the morning helping to get the pitch ready to play the game as obviously a lot of the games around us locally were called off so the fact we could get it on at all we were pretty pleased with and my thanks to Chris for his time so um, we've had a good look at the uh, the fixtures from the weekend as we move into the uh, into the week ahead there are some interesting uh, fixtures coming up actually if we have a look at um, um, we've got a Premier Division fixture between Wellington and Plymouth on um, on Wednesday the 13th of February but a, a County Cup game between Westbury United and Swindon Supermarine uh, that's also on 
Uh, that's also on Wednesday. And on Friday, we do love a bit of Friday night football, don't we? Mm-hmm. On Friday, we have Bridgewater Town taking on Clevedon Town, something of a derby. And, of course, we know that Bridgewater get absolutely fantastic attendances, so I bet there'll be a bumper crop um, there. Now then, um, we move on to Saturday the 16th of February. And, um, Tom, what, which game have you picked out as your one to watch? Any, any further than uh, Plymouth Parkway versus Willand, uh, obviously. Willand, yeah, well, we know both teams are in absolutely yeah, fantastic form. Um, pretty much, um, yeah, probably the two form teams, I think you'd argue, in, in the Premier Division at the moment. Willand, obviously, winning pretty much every week, and uh, Parkway doing very much the same at the moment. So, something sort of give. Um, and, yeah, with Parkway getting the home advantage, you never know. I think this could be, could be Willand's most difficult uh, league game for, for quite a while. So, um, yeah, I'm obviously the run of form the run of fixtures that Willand have been on has been quite attritional isn't it when you think of the deeping ranges game in the vase and I mean that was yeah. I mean that was a no mean effort to get the game on let alone to win it and then to play Shep, um, to play Shepton Mallet who've been in good form themselves and to go away um, to Parkway, that really is going to be an ask for them. You've got, you wonder whether something's going to give, but if they can get through that fixture, then, um, I mean, it's, I think it's, you know, they've already opening, they've got, a, they've got a slight advantage at the top of the Premier Division. If they get through that fixture on Saturday, then they're going to take some stopping, aren't they? Yeah, indeed. I think the, the last game is, um, it's not this weekend, but the weekend after as well, so they might have one eye on that game. But as you say, if they could set up well, if they could gain three points, uh, away at Parkway, yeah, I think we're starting to probably look at our champions, aren't we? So, um, yeah, really big afternoon there on, on Saturday. Right then, the match that I'm going to pick out is um, on any other game, on any other weekend, uh, this match would have been without question the one to watch, but I think, I mean, Tommy is absolutely right with Willand and Parkway, but bitten against Buckland. I think Buckland are sort of returning to the um, to the form that we, um, um, that we know. Very, very difficult to team to beat and Bitten going very well. I mean, they're in third at the moment, but they've got two games in hand over the teams above them, which could put them right back in touch with Willen. If anything, they're more likely to be able to put pressure on them, really, than, than Westbury are. I mean, we're going to have a look at the tables later. Um, but um, yeah, Bitten against Buckland is the game that I've gone for uh, in the Prem on, um, on Saturday. And uh, if we have a little look in the, uh, in the first division, what, uh, what catches your eye in the first division, Tom? games in the, in the first division at the weekend. Uh, Bristol Telephones against Portis Head's an interesting one. I mean, Bristol Telephones are cut a little bit adrift at the bottom of the table, so they, it really is a must-win game for them. But if um, Portis Head can win that game, then potentially they could actually um, move out of the bottom two, which would obviously be a big thing for them. Um, God only knows what's going to happen to Devizes at Carn Town. You can only assume that Lightning isn't going to strike twice in the same place for Carn, and they, uh, their, their, their usual, usual service will resume to uh, at home to near neighbours to near Wiltshire neighbours devises town 
Um, but perhaps the uh, the other game to look out for is Warminster Town against Wincanton Town. Those two sides sort of just in the lower reaches of mid-table. Uh, and basically, well, if Warminster uh, win that game, then they go above Wincanton. So um, you can see either side um, could um, could put a bit of a gloss on their season um, with three points at there. So my, my pick of the matches is going to be Warminster uh, against Wincanton Town. Now then, um, before we wrap up, um, our, um, our, our episode today. We'll have a little bit of a look at the, uh, at the league tables. Um, and Tom, do you want to kick us off at the, uh, the top of the Premier Division? Sure. So obviously, Willand uh, leading the way, 25 games played. Uh, they have 66 points. So yeah, pretty, pretty mighty, mighty tally for them so far. But there is definitely a chasing pack uh, materialising. Uh, Westbury, they've also played 25, just like Willand, and they're on 60. Uh, and then you've got Bitten on 23 games played, 59 points. I mean, they win their two games in hand, they're a point behind Willard. Uh, so they're very much, um, yeah, not cut and dry anywhere near as of yet. And then Plymouth Parkway, who obviously have a big opportunity on Saturday afternoon. Uh, they've also played 23, uh, just like Bitten, so two, two in hand on the top two, and they're on 54 points. So a couple more wins uh, needed for them, but obviously if they could beat Willard, uh, that gap would shorten a little bit. Uh, and then also uh, Bridgewater, they've played 26, they're on 54. Plymouth Parkway, the Tottenham Hotspur of the, oh, of the Tall Station Westerly Premier Division, aren't they? Still in with a distant sniff of winning the title yeah. and yet to draw a match. Indeed, yeah. There we go. Well, thank you very much. Normally, I'm, I know normally you do the heavy lifting on that front, uh-huh. but I thought I'd chip in. Um, and if we have a bit of a look down at the bottom, of course, Shortwood United, um, they are um, still at the, uh, uh, the bottom of the table. Hengrove, only six points above them. Um, on nine points um, in 19th and then quite a distance between um, Hengrove and then it's um, uh, Roman Glass and Brislington immediately um, um, above them in 18th and 17th and both sides have played 26 games and have 21 points. Uh, the top of the first division, Tom, it's, a, it's very much looking like a two-horse race. It is a little bit, yeah, I think that's as I kind of mentioned, they've pulled away a little bit. Uh, Cheddar on top, 24 games played, they've got 60 points. Uh, and then Canesham played a game more, they've played 25 on 59. So, uh, yeah, those two look to be uh, battling it out for the, for the title. Uh, you then got Chard, who've also played 25 on 49 points, so 10 back from uh, Canesham. Uh, and then you've got a, yeah, a pretty big group materialising um, in that race for a third, I guess. Uh, you've got Calm, played 26, they've got 48 points. Ashton and Backwell United, they've played 25, uh, one less than Calm, they've got 47. Uh, and then Wells, 25, they're the, uh, one of the teams in form, they've got 46. Uh, and then also, I think we probably need to mention Caution, uh, 26 games played, they've got 44. So, yeah, uh, plenty happening at the top of the, uh, the first division, obviously, yeah, top two, and then you've got a, a big big pack just behind, maybe laying in wait if, if one of them does flip up and start to, start to lose a bit of form. Uh, the bottom is looking slightly more congested. Um, Bristol Telephones played 24 on 13 points, and then Bradstock and Portishead locked in 18th and 19th, respectively, both on 20 points. Only a point ahead of them is Sherbourne Town uh, on 21 points, and only a point ahead of them, Chippenham Park, on 22. So um, pretty densely populated down at the bottom of the first division. A few wins down there could uh, definitely launch a team out of trouble. Tom, thank you very much indeed um, for, um, for your time this week. Um, thank you very much for bearing with me whilst I feel the after effects of the, of the Plymouth stag. 
Um, I think I'm off to lie down in a, in a, in a dark room. <laughs> I don't blame you. And drink plenty of water. Um, but, um, well, um, we've obviously been going through your excellent bulletin. That is, of course, on the website for the listeners to, uh, to download, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. I think, uh, yeah, a few changes made to the homepage of the, the, um, the, web, the tool station website. And it's, yeah, it should be easier to download as a PDF now. So that should be, should be there for everyone to, to consume. Um, generally, goes, the new ones go up on sort of Sunday lunchtime this sort of thing. So, yeah, that's uh, covering all the matches from the weekend. And is your column in the, this week's non-league paper? Yeah, indeed, yeah. Uh, step five and six sections. That's got uh, the Premier Division uh, roundup in, as usual, yeah. Wonderful stuff. Tom, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you on next week's Tool Station Western League Podcast.